It's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. All right, we have just finished the book of Job, um, kind of a, a wisdom literature that we uh, talked about during the time of the, the exile. So the people are, have been in exile. Um, Jerusalem has been destroyed. The city has been destroyed. The temple has been destroyed. The people are taken into exile into Babylon and kind of Job kind of fits uh, the the theme fits in that that time frame. So uh, we just finished the book of Job. Now we're getting back to more historical things that are that uh, that are happening with the the people of Israel. So now kind of entering into a to a new section, if you will. So we're going to be looking at Ezra chapters one through four today, um, and Haggai chapters 1 and 2. So Ezra 1 through 4 and Haggai 1 and 2. All right, so what's happening now? The people have been in, in exile for probably over 50 years or so. Um, that was under Babylon. Uh, then you have a guy named Cyrus of Persia, and he comes in and he defeats Babylon uh, and actually begins to extend the Persian Empire. It became one of the more powerful empires uh, the world has ever seen. Uh, if you remember, um, you know, there's been lots of movies. Um, eventually, there would be battles between the Persians and the Greeks, um, and the Greeks would repel the Persian uh, Persians, and uh, you know, so this is. This is all going on. Uh, this is kind of that time frame. Well, when Cyrus comes in, he has a different um, philosophy. Um, he, yeah, he was looking to expand and to conquer, um, but he didn't want to take and bring people into exile as Babylon did. You know, Babylon took the best and brightest and brought them. Uh, back to Babylon, um, but Cyrus he actually wanted people to stay where they were um, and allow them to continue to worship as they wanted to worship. They of course had to pay taxes and they had to be allegiant um, to him, uh, but he gave more freedom in that sense, um, and so he actually decreed that the people go back to Jerusalem. We see that in the book of Ezra. Starting in uh, the first chapter, it says, uh, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of the Lord came by the mouth of Jeremiah, uh, might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among of all his people. May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of this place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides a freewill offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then you continue reading verse 7. King Cyrus brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem. Remember, whenever Babylon uh, destroyed the temple, they had taken um, so much of the gold and silver and things like that from the temple. Well, uh, Cyrus returns a lot of that to be taken back to Jerusalem um, so that the temple would be re rebuilt. And so this guy named Sheshbazar took the people from Babylon back to Jerusalem. 
chapter two kind of goes into a, a list of all of those people and that that came back. Um, but but you have kind of a, a problem that's that's beginning to ha- to happen. Some of the people wanted to stay um, there in Persia. So you had the Jews who decided to stay in Persia. Then you had the Jews who had been in exile who now wanted to go back. Then you had Jews who had stayed and had not been carried into exile. And then you had uh, Jews who had kind of mixed in and blended in with other people. This is where you have the Samaritans. Um, so there's there's lots of animosity between these little different groups of Jewish people that they're going to have to to work through. Um, and it's it's not going to be a, a simple task by any means. And uh, and so uh, this first guy, Sheshbazar, he does bring this first group back, but they don't really start doing anything. They don't really start rebuilding the temple or rebuilding the, the city, um, but they do move back into uh, J- Jerusalem. But then in uh, chapter three, um, uh, Ezra continues and he introduces a, a, another character, kind of uh, one of the, the, the main uh, architects, if you will, of rebuilding the temple is Zerubbabel. And, uh, and that's going to be a word that I just trip over all the time. It's, it's too many B's, Zerubbabel. You know, so that's going to be be fun saying that one. Um, but chapter three, verse two says, "Then Jeshua, the son of uh, Josadak, and his brethren, the priest. Uh, so Jeshua was, was the priest, um, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and his brethren arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings uh, on it, as is written in the law of Moses. Uh, in the law of Moses, the man of God." Through fear had though fear had come upon them because of the people of those countries, they set the altar on its bases and offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both morning and evening burnt offerings. They also kept the feast of the tabernacles. Um, and uh, it continues uh, from the first day, the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, although the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. Um, so they they began the the process of, of sacrificing, of beginning to worship God again back in Jerusalem. Uh, but again, at this point, um, the temple isn't being made, but they, they also begin to give money to masons and carpenters and food and drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre uh, uh, to bring cedar logs from uh, Lebanon. Um, all of this, the uh, king of Persia um, was okay with. So they're beginning the process. Um, and then it, uh, verse eight gets to where uh, finally things start to happen. And uh, Zerubbabel and the rest of the brethren and the uh, priests, they began uh, uh, work on the uh, foundation. Um, says uh, verse 10, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the son of Asaph and the cymbals to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, uh, King David of Israel. And they sang responsibly praising and giving thanks to God for he is good. His mercy endures forever toward Israel. Then all the people shouted with a great shout. They praised God because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Um, so, so you have this wonderful experience, right? Things are starting to happen. Um, you know, and you can imagine, I mean, it's been 50 years um, that they've been in exile, but uh, God has continued to be faithful to them. Now they are beginning to see um, the, the return uh, of the temple. 
But then it's interesting. So there's all of this going on. They're shouting and rejoicing and, and things like that. It says, but verse 12, but many of the priests and Levites, head of the father's houses, old men who had seen the first te- temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the shout was, shout was heard far off. And So what this is talking about, the people saw the, the older people, they were reminded of the glory of the previous temple. Um, and they they were saddened uh, by the the new temple that was coming up because it, it was not going to be to this to the uh, same uh, majesty as the first temple and 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 you can imagine the older people they're also remembering how that they had screwed it all up right how the people had uh, fallen away from God and had allowed the first temple to be destroyed in the first place and so it's this mixture of praise uh, that God is still working and then mourning the fact that God had to rebuild the temple right um so it's a, a mixture of emotions that are that are going on here and then and then this is when you kind of run into uh some some problems from the the people of the land uh, that were already there you know the the Jews who hadn't left uh verse 4 of chapter 4 uh, then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah they troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purposes all the days of Cyrus king of Persia even until the reign of Darius king of Persia um so they they tried to stall out this process and they did they caused process uh, caused a pause um for multiple years um that you know the the foundation of the temple was laid there was an altar that was used to to worship god um but basically the temple stopped being built for many years then that brings us to haggai haggai chapters 1 and 2 so Haggai is a prophet during this time, as well as Zechariah. So uh, Zerubbabel is is kind of is there, um, has overseen the start of this, but now things have been shut down because of the people uh, in the land. Now Haggai and Zechariah come with with this message. Uh, so chapter one of of Haggai, um, uh, starting in verse two, it says thus. Uh, speaks the Lord of hosts saying, this people says the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house shall be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet saying, it is, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earn wages is put to put in the bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains, bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came too little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one uh, of you runs to his own house. Um, therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew and the earth withholds its fruit. Um, so what is God saying here? He's saying, okay, you've had plenty of time. You got back. You started. Uh, you were thwarted by the people in the land and some pro- political maneuvering that's going on, um, but you've been able to build your own houses and do that, but you haven't uh, 
completed the the house of the Lord. So he's saying it's time. It's 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 time to to quit procrastinating, quit making excuses. You've been able to take care of yourself. And and God isn't completely chastising them for that. They needed to do all of that stuff, but then they were just kind of being complacent. They weren't continuing to build uh, the house of the Lord. So then verse 12 says, Then Zerubbabel uh, and Joshua the high priest with the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet. Uh, as the Lord God had sent him, and the people feared the presence of the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke uh, the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel um, and, uh, and Joshua and the spirit of the remnant of the people, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord uh, their God on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. So uh, you're at a different king now. Um, but the people are now actually rebuilding the temple. Um, chapter two talks about uh, you know the the glory that's going to be returning to to God's uh, house. Um, it says, "Who is left among uh, among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not your eyes as nothing? Um, yet now be strong, Zerubbabel says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua." Uh, the high priest, and be strong, all of you people of the land, says the Lord, and work. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains remains among you. Do not fear. Um, so they, and, and God says, I will be part of this. I'll be with you. Do not fear. Continue on. He talks about uh, the, how the people are, have been defiled, that they, that they are unclean, but now that they will be made uh, clean again. Um, that that God is is uh, returning things to the way that it should be. Um, verse twenty it says, and again the word of the Lord came to Haggai, um, saying, "Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. The horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother." In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of uh, Shiltiel, and says the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. And so affirming that uh, he has chosen Zerubbabel for this difficult task of rebuilding the temple. All right, so we're going to stop there for today, um, and we'll pick up on Tuesday uh, uh, read Zechariah 1 through 6. So Zechariah 1 through 6. Hope that you have a great weekend and we'll see you on Tuesday.